0: all right dunks and discourse we're back a little bit of a two-week hiatus some changes have been in the works um joined as always by my co-host jabari davis at jabari davis nba jabari did you want to tell the people about uh, some of the things you've been cooking up
1: yeah, man. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. It's good to be back. At, at two weeks felt like a month. In fact, I was wondering, I was like, does he still want to do the
0: show? Or it, where, where, where are we
1: at? Where are we at? No, um, you know, I'm excited. You know, as, as we mentioned a few episodes ago that we were going to be leaving Blue Wire and you know it, you know, nothing but love to them, you know, wish them the best. Uh, it was in order to join a group of folks that, you know, have been in, you know, have been in the industry, you know, kind of like us, you know, some of, you know, some of them have worked professionally, some of them have been independent. But we formed a group called 19 Media Group. Uh, the actual release of the website and you know and some of the you know fun products that we have will be you know sometime in mid-june uh, but basically it, it's 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 more of an independent uh, independent deal but you know pretty much doing the same thing we'll still come with the, you know, with the fire episodes we'll still come with you know some surprises here and there and hopefully you know hopefully big things to come in the second half of 2021
0: yeah it's exciting man to get some something new on the ground and then have some direction Um you know, again, apologies for the hiatus, but as we kind of figured things out here, appreciate everybody bearing with us. Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, we're, we're like three days as we're recording this away from the end of the NBA season. So, I mean, we're going to do the cliche, but uh, we, we got to do some awards. We got to do some all NBA. We got to talk about playoff standings. Um, so Jabari, maybe let's just start with, you know, right off the top. Let's go first team first, and then we'll work our way down because I actually think the tougher decisions come to the third team.
1: Absolutely. So, you uh, you want me just to give my team or go back and forth?
0: Yeah, give your team and then or no, let's, you know, let's do it position by position. So, who do you have first team center?
1: Uh, Jokic. I, I, Jokic. That should not be a
0: surprise. That
1: should not be yes. you know a hot take or anything like that. Jokic has been the best center. It.
0: it. You know what? Like I still think that we should just do this one to fifteen. Like And I I threw this out on the timeline and Howard Beck hit me up in the DMs being like, it would be a nightmare and a lot of players would be unhappy and like the position bonus is being tied to contracts. It's a big deal. But at the end of the day, like one, I think it'd be way more fun to talk about like, okay, Damian Lillard was voted the seventh best player of 2021. Mm -hmm. He's not all NBA second guard. He's voted seventh best player. And these were the 15 guys. And if there's five centers, great. If there's zero centers, great. Now, I'm not saying this because Jokic doesn't deserve it. I think he does. I think we both agree he's the MVP. Mm-hmm. But I just – I think we're at a point now with basketball where we could make this change and we'd be better for it. I, I, you know,
1: I get where, I get where you know, Howard Beck is coming from, especially considering, you know, agents would be the ones that would go nuts <laughs> because, a lot, a lot, you know, it, it, it would skim some of their money off and some of, you know, and, and some of what they make but ultimately the adjustment could be made. Like it would, you know, there would be a big you know, hubbub initially, but ultimately I think, you know, kind of like with the all-star team, like just, just get the best players, just get the, just get the top 15 guys. And, you know, and like you said, it, it adds a new level of discourse. It adds, you know, a, a, a new wrinkle to it. So I don't see a problem with it, but then again, my money's not affected. So we
0: both, we both have Jokic at your two forward spots. Who are you voting for?
1: This one may be a surprise, and I don't know if we're going to have the same ones. But yeah, uh, one of them is obvious to me. It's Giannis. I, I recognize that. Uh, you know, nobody wanted to even have the conversation about a you know three time MVP or especially you know three time consecutive MVP. So that wasn't you know that wasn't going to be in the cards unless they were just you know head and shoulders above everybody once again. Uh, and, and and even then, it might not have been but Kawhi is my second guy. I look, look, he's a guy that I I did not hear his name brought up in any MVP conversations. I know he's quiet. I know he's not flashy, Uh, but you know, you know, he's had the Clippers competitive all year. They've had guys, you know, kind, you know, kind of go in and out, uh, but he's been consistent. And if I'm not mistaken, he's doing, you know, he's putting up, you know, something around like 26, like eight or you know seven and five and doing it pretty close to 50, 40, 90 numbers. So, you know, yeah, he, he definitely deserves it in my estimation. What about you?
0: Yeah, uh, you know what? This has probably never happened before. 97 episodes, or however many we've done of Dunks and Discourse, however many we did of uh, hot takes and shot fakes, you have me changing. You have me making a change. Hmm. I'm going to agree with you on Kawhi. Okay, (laughs) that's interesting. Because I originally had Giannis and LeBron, Mm -hmm. and I was like, even with LeBron missing all this time, he played eight fewer games than Kawhi. Yeah. like what do i really care about that 8 game deficit i still think if we you know hands on the table pick one guy in the playoffs like who do you think is a better player it's lebron but you know what like he is shooting damn near 50 40 90
1: mm-hmm. the
0: clippers do feel like a better basketball team this year and he has I, I mean he just had that little games bump so i'm with i'm i'm actually with you like i, I was going to argue for bron here i was still like i don't care about the games missed but yeah, nope. I, quietly, quietly, I, I, I think you're right and quite deserves it.
1: Hey, don't worry. Next round, you will be upset. <laughs> it's okay.
0: <laughs> well, there's only one name, really, that I could imagine you putting on all NBA that would upset me. No, it's not that. It's the other one. I way. don't think you would do it. I, I don't think you have. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's the other way. I've got the stones to do it, believe me, I, but that, that's not it. I, I know that you and the, the <laughs> Lakers DM group got to get me out of here and you're going to got to fight, fight for some ground. But don't you put that name up here tonight. Um, well, <laughs> who do you have for the guards? First team. It's Stefan Luca. And I went back and forth because I'm not going to lie to you. I don't
1: like like some of the discourse when we have these conversations, I'm not talking about the two of us, but like, you know, like with the whole game situation, but you know, for me, I, I do believe it's Steph and Luca. What about you?
0: I think so too. I think we agree. Okay. So we're, we are, after you changed my mind on Kawhi, we are in agreement on the first team. It, it's funny. I took an insane amount of heat in the off season. Okay. Coming into the season, the MVP favorite was Luka Doncic. Okay? Mm-hmm. The second favorite was Steph Kerr. According to Vegas, the best odds were those two guys in that order. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I made a poll. Who do you think is going to have the better season? And people took this as some sort of, like, blatant disrespect to Steph Curry. Like, there was no insinuation. There was no nothing. It was just like, hey, these guys are one and two in MVP voting. Who do you think has a better year? Mm-hmm. And, like, I have been hot-taked on that, like, so many times, as if Luca was Pat Bev and, and Curry was Jesus. And they're both going to be all NBA together on the first team. Like, yeah, so – I'm, st- I'm I'm incredulous. That is like the most, that is the least hot thing I've ever got nuked for on Twitter. So there are definitely times where you are absolutely trolling,
1: and you play and you try to play that little coy bullshit where you're like, "I'm just asking the question." That wasn't, you know, like I, I I thought that was a fair question. I thought that was a fair a fair poll. Um, you know, sometimes it's a lot easier when the polls don't involve the you know players from your team. But no, I I, I you know folks are going to be upset no matter what the case is. You you still have that regime that feels spurned because they were wrong about Luca to begin with. You still have the you know you still have the folks that are you know disappointed. And you know what? I, I, I'm I'm gonna you, know, get, you know, grant some credence to, you know, to some of the argument. There's still folks that are disappointed because folk, the, like the f- folks like the two of us immediately in his second year were like, hey, is he the greatest second year player of all time? And say, so, hey, hey look, look, we can pump the brakes on that. But the reality is this. He's been a top guard in the league this season. And that's even including, uh, you know, the first 10 games or so when he was working himself into shape.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like he, he had a, he had numbers that warranted that conversation. Like yeah. it wasn't like, there's, there's lots of times where like, Hey, is Luca already the best player in basketball? I get, you're already feeling like, okay, this you're, people are pushing too hard for him and mm-hmm. fair enough. Like the, I get it, but like he's exceeded every expectation There was a very loud group of people who said that he wasn't going to be good. Most of those people have ties to high school and AAU programs here in the States. It was just, it was an awful look. There's been people, you know, juxtaposed on either side of this for a while, but I literally, like the MVP odds had them one and two and like people have acted like Steph has had a significantly better season than Luca. Like if, like, if you ask on Twitter, people will be like, Steph has been – there are people who think Steph should be the MVP. There are people who think he's been the best player in basketball this year. And all of that is fine. I think all of those conversations are fine. You're wrong. Jokic is going to be MVP. But, like, it's fine. He's been great, you know, at 33 years old with the injuries done. He's had an amazing season. The Mavs roster is barely better than the Warriors roster. Barely. I'm especially not even with, sure. Especially with
1: Porzingis out for so long.
0: Yes. Even when Porzingis is in. The Mavericks have been played the best basketball played all season with him out of the roster. Like Josh Richardson has been terrible. They're relying on an undrafted guy and Dorian Finney Smith to carry just an insane amount of weight. Tim Hardaway Jr. is their second best player a Like, regardless, whatever, however, you want to feel about Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole, the rosters aren't that far apart. Luka's team has three more wins. Stefan and Luca have played the same amount of games. Luka's averaging 28, 8, and 9. Steph's averaging 32, 6, and 6 as a more efficient score. Like Steph has been a little bit better, but like that whole conversation remains relevant, remains fair, remains not ridiculous. So I I just think it's crazy that they're literally gonna finish all NBA first team together and people want to die over that take. I have had way worse takes. Yes, you have, but
1: here's the reality, man. Like, you know that I enjoy our back and forth and I enjoy, you know, a, a lot of what I see on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? but we've gotten to the point where everyone feels like they have to go so hard for whomever their guy is or whomever, you know, whatever, you know, whatever their team is instead of just like kind of acknowledging, yeah, my guy's great, but so is that. So is that guy. Like there's no, it takes nothing away from Steph's greatness to acknowledge Lucas. And you know, that, you know, I've been beating that drum for the past, you know, four years since we've been doing shows together.
0: Like that is part of like Steph Curry's star has reached that uncomfortable place where like, lebron star is where kobe star Mm -hmm. is where jordan star is where like people will literally do anything say anything to like propaganda it up man like andrew wiggins earlier a couple weeks ago andrew wiggins having the best season of his career man and part of that is probably due to steph but like he he got the nickname two-way wigs within play like three weeks of playing with them it's been the best defense of his career he was having the most efficient scoring season of his career He's not going to be an all-star. He's not going to live up to the number one overall pick. But, like, by his standards, he's having the best season of the year. People are like, oh, he's not a winning player. He's been terrible for us. You know, Steph doesn't have any help. I'm like, oh my god, how the turntables turn, man! Like, <laughs>
1: trying to prop their guy up, yeah, and the funny, is. and the funny thing is, you're exactly right because those same exact people, when he came out, the blocks playing well and shooting well, it, it, especially compared to you know what Ubre looked like early on, they were like, oh, yo, we told you, we told you, he's gonna get over here and learn how to play the game. He's gonna find his love for the game. He's gonna suck up all the gravity and this and the other. And it's like it, you can't have it both ways. You, know, you, can't, you can't say he's great you know, because now he's one of you, but then say everyone on Steph's team sucks so yes. that it makes him better.
0: This is like the thing where like the 06 Lakers get brought up and like Lamar Odom's a ghost. Like no one will talk that Lamar Odom was dead. He, he, he yeah. Like he didn't exist in that period because no one wants to know. It's like, it doesn't make Kobe worse that he had one yeah. quality player on that team, but they just don't want to do it. They don't want to bring it up. And that's like, there, there's this line, that should be the superstar line. When, when you have more – or when you have a near equal amount of fans as the team. Like, there are as many Steph fans as there are Warriors fans. There's probably many people, more if we're keeping it a book. Yeah, like Steph, Kobe, Braun, Jordan. I'm not sure who else would get to that level. But, like, there are people who would, like, set fire to the team facility to get, <laughs> to get five more seconds of smoke for their guy. Like, Yeah. And that, that's where Steph's at, man. Like, I guess congrats. He, he's mm-hmm. big time, big time. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so second team, second team center. Joel
1: Embiid, he only played 49 games, but he was absolutely dominant in those games that he played.
0: So I have him too, but I legitimately consider Julius Randle.
1: Well, it's interesting that you say that.
0: Which is he's- cheating because I know he's played like before and they've had Noel and they've had Mitch for limited time. But like, I was like, is 63 games or whatever of Randle hustling and making the Knicks relevant? as important as 40 whatever of Embiid and then I was like nah you're overthinking this so I went with Embiid too but I did I did consider Randall. so here's where we're going to have some arguments because
1: like if you're asking me because like I have a feeling that KD is coming up for you no oh he's not okay well I have Randall in here but he's my he's at the four
0: okay so who do you have at the who do you have Randall and who at the forward spots Randall and Tatum you know, a lot of people. You know,
1: the, the, it's, it almost seems like either you love or hate Jason Tatum. I do recognize that Jalen Brown has had a fantastic season. I hate that he's, you know, miss. He was going to miss the rest of the season with that injury, um, but Jason Tatum to me has been special. Has been that type of special. We're okay. and I'm guessing you don't even have him on your li- on either of your lists.
0: I, I I do have him on, on a on a list here. But okay, hold on. So, walk me through. How Joel Embiid with 49 games is second team, but LeBron with 43 games gets bumped.
1: LeBron is still LeBron. see, this is the thing you're going to, if I answer one way, Lakers fans are going to cry. If I answer another, look, here's the reality. LeBron is still LeBron. And if you ask me if he's fully healthy, if he's the best player in the world, yes, he's the best player in the world. But he was slowed this year. He was limited this year and he was just not there, so. Like I mean, it's just that simple. Like, do I expect him to? Do I expect him to increase? Like, if if that ankle's healthy, do I expect him to increase his play and play like LeBron, like Terminator Braun in the postseason? Yes, I do. I hope so. You know, for Lakers fans, I, you know, you know, for, you know, for our sakes, I hope he does. Uh, but I I can't I can't give him extra credit and take away credit that these younger players that don't have that legacy already that that are trying to build upon theirs. I'm not gonna do that.
0: I feel that. That feels so arbitrary. Like like the six I mean before they got hurt it was like Jokic and Beat LeBron were the three guys you could have an MVP case for. Yes. In like the least amount of minutes he's played ever in his career he was still averaging 25 8 and 8 shooting 51% from the field. But like mm-hmm. and and they had the number one defense. He was he but
1: he wasn't defending like he was last year. He, he, he was, he was he was, pick, he was picking and choosing when he wanted to. And I understand that. a year 18 guy, but I'm also not going to give you extra credit as a result of that.
0: Okay. So like, we, we this disagree is, on this. Like, like like, a, like, like, see the difference between you and me is if I'm going to walk my logic one way, I'm always fair. And I walk it all the way down. Right. So <laughs> MB, okay. He's in LeBron is in. So I got LeBron and Tatum as my forwards. That's fine. And, and I, I I'm team Tatum all the way. Like, Wait a Tatum, second.
1: Time, time out. I see what you just did. You can't argue for LeBron. So Tatum is in. You said that you wanted to have Randall in there and you almost put him at, and you almost put him at the five. So why doesn't Randall deserve, why doesn't Randall deserve to be in there over
0: LeBron with what he has done in 20 more games? Because LeBron's a better player than Julius Randall is. And he was a better player when he was out on the floor. My situation with like Embiid was like, I've always been on the low side of Embiid. Mm. Even this year, I'm like, yeah, he was never my MVP pick. He's having a great year. I don't really believe in him to the level that people believe in him. Like, I've never been an MVP guy. So that was mm-hmm. why I was willing to make a case there. Okay. Oh. I do have him on my third team. Don't worry. All right. Fair but, enough. But also there's another decision there that was – okay. But anyways, Tatum – Oh,
1: there's a decision there that's that, that, that you really would have been mad about had I gone with it.
0: <laughs> Tatum's had a ridiculous year, man. Like, I, I know that the Celtics have been disappointing – But that roster is a tire fire, really, outside of Tatum and Brown. Like, the Tice move at the deadline, getting rid of a productive player was such a weird punt. Like, Smart's been out of the lineup so much. Kemba's been broken. Like, you could argue Peyton Pritchard's been their most consistent player other than those two. Like, it's been a mess, man. But Tatum has been great. He's in year four. He's averaging 26 a game, shooting 46, 39, 87. He's had some bangers of late. Like, I think Tatum's going to be really special. But I don't need to convince you we're on the same page here.
1: You, you know what's interesting about that? A lot of his – like, he was good in the beginning of the season, but he's been great ever since that one – whoever that Boston pundit was, that said good riddance, like, two years in advance because, you know, because they were worried that he's going to he's going to leave them as the
0: altar like everyone else has. It, it wasn't even good riddance. It was, like, ice cold. It was, like, I hope Jason Tatum packs a bag and leaves. <laughs> Yeah, like Bo- okay. <laughs> the city of Boston doesn't need him, Like the city of Boston doesn't need uh 23 year old Jason Tatum. We just need the fragrance of Brady's ass for there the rest of our lives. And we will be okay. Real quick question for you. Who should go first? Not who
1: will go first. Who should go first between Brad Stevens and, you know, almost Ainge? Oh,
0: Ainge should go first. I agree. An- An- should go. Ainge like, there's like five times this year I was following like he does that weekly radio spot in Boston like five times this year I saw a quote from him being like this team isn't good enough to win a championship we don't have enough talent right now it's something we're gonna have to figure out like our effort's not there but I agree this isn't a championship team as currently constructed and then everyone on the timeline wants to kill Brett Stevens and I'm like what is he supposed to do man Mm -hmm. like Kemba can only play like when there's a full moon and the Owls hooted twice. Marcus Smart is not out there. Like they don't have a single big on the roster. Time Lord can't get any time. Like, I don't know. You you can't make chicken salad
1: out of chicken shit. And no disrespect to these, you know, incredible athletes. I'm not, you know, but you know what I'm saying?
0: Like you, you only so much can be done. I was in like, I was in a Boston Celtics chat on locker room tonight. Before this earlier today. And they were talking about um, Marcus Smart being vastly overrated, and how they can't wait till he leaves the team and someone else pays him. And like, why don't they just fire Stevens already? He's made so many dumb decisions. And I'm like, Stevens would have a job in like four days with whatever mm-hmm. team. Like, there would be teams somebody that would think, vacate. Yeah, there'd be teams that you think were happy with their coach, and all of a sudden there would be that job would be available. And like, Marcus Smart is gonna get 20 million a year from somebody in a year. So I. I I guess f- fandom's a drug, man. You, you, I was going to say, you know what it is.
1: Like when, when you're struggling and you, you know, every year you're like, this is all year, this is all year, all wicked, wicked, this is all year. Sorry. Um, I'm not sorry. Uh, and then all of a sudden you are you know hovering around 500 all year. You know, you're losing, you know, you're losing your guys, you know, you're losing your second
0: best guy. You're going to get frustrated. And it sounds like, you know,
1: they're there. I've been there
0: before. Like and Marcus Smart is an interesting guy because I think the team that pays him that will probably regret it. But at the same time, but like there's a lot of guys right now who can shoot the three ball. There aren't a lot of guys that can blow up a screen from any position and switch. Like I, his his skill set is undervalued, man.
1: You want to know where I want him to go? Yeah. It's the same coach that I always want your players like this to go to. Spo. They are too. Oh, I honestly Miami or San Antonio and I know how you feel about you uh, know how you feel about Pop, but I would love to see him in either one of those. Situations. You
0: want to go see him play in San Antonio, like and Pop's gonna figure out how to play Derek White 19 minutes a game and Murray 19 minutes a game and Patty Mills 19 minutes a game, and Lonnie Walker 19 minutes a game, Devin Vassell 19 minutes a game, and Marcus Smart can play some four, so he can get his 19 minutes per game.
1: Uh, Marcus Smart is exactly the type of player that he would that, that that Pop would love. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I think he would be. I think he would be his favorite.
0: You you want to get my thoughts on the playing game? I'll tell you what: if the Spurs get into the playoffs, I hate the playing game. That, that, that's what it is. <laughs> I just if, if I have to watch that stupid basketball team play stupid basketball again this year in the playoffs, I am I'm, I'm not for it. I'm not for it at all. I feel like they're getting
1: in, man. Oh, God. I feel like they're getting in. Yeah,
0: they, as the ten, ten, they had a the Pel- nice run. The Pelicans
1: are three, the Pelicans are three games behind them in the loss in the loss column. If I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, they're going to get in the playing game, but I mean, like, yeah. if the Spurs, oh,
1: actual, yeah, nah.
0: Like, imagine though, like LeBron or AD's not right; they lose to the Warriors, and then <laughs> San Antonio, like Demar Derozan, gets his his moment, goes for like forty in a stupid playing game, and Steph and LeBron are at home, and then we got to watch Demar Derozan go back and forth between twenty-two contested jumpers, like. No, so, man.
1: so are you gonna get Sir Vaughn, uh Blunt, Doctor S, or one of them to be your co-host for the rest of the season? Because I can't do, I can't do that. I cannot do that.
0: But that's what I mean, though. Like, no, I don't say whatever you want. Like, the playing game could be fun, but I'm just telling you, if there, there's a situation where the Lakers and Warriors both go home, right? Like, I don't know. The Grizzlies like, have to do something with these wins, but like, let, let me say this, man, that ain't gonna happen. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it, I mean it shouldn't happen, but like this <laughs> no. is a year. This is
1: a year, man. I, if the button has to be pushed directly by Adam Silver, that
0: ain't gonna happen. God, I, I, I get like if Demar Derozan somehow got to knock out LeBron in the playing game, it would be some oh my sort of god, NBA the, the universe cosmic, the cosmic justice, man. It comes around. I don't know. Oh my okay. god. Okay, <laughs> but we're getting off topic. So let's recap. Yep. So you you had Embiid, Tatum, Randall. Yes. I had Embiid, Tate and Braun. Who do you have at guard second team? CP3 and Dame. Yeah, like me too. I'm, I I you
1: know, look, like, I I can't go as far, you know, as the CP3 for MVP folks
0: are speaking, but he has been special and he deserves that love. Can we just spend a couple minutes on the Chris Paul MVP train? Sure. Like, like I like Chris Paul is my guy. Like I know. I, Chris Paul you, is someone that I bled for. for on the internet, man. Like mm-hmm. when people were like he's an asshole, nobody likes him. I'm like I have like six former teammates on record telling me he's the greatest teammate they ever had. His playoff stats blow. Like if you are blow away, mm-hmm. John Stockton, Oscar Robertson, Isaiah Thomas, like any advanced stat you want, CP3 wa- mops the floor with them. It's just like this. He hadn't got past the second round until Houston situation. And people couldn't appreciate anything he did under that glean. But like, man, Chris Paul, who is having a very good season, mm-hmm. is a very good season. And it's very telling that everywhere he goes improves. And there's a better team. But this is like the ninth best season of Chris Paul's career. And people just are so bored with the MVP conversation. Like, come on, man. Come on. Like, no, no way.
1: While I agree with you in principle, I agree with you that, you know, like people are just bored or people don't want to necessarily, uh, you know, just hand it to Jokic. Even because that's what's going to take place. Um, Even if it was his ninth best season, if he was, if he was an MVP, if he were playing MVP basketball, he would still deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just because it's a, just because it's not his greatest season doesn't mean he you know he wouldn't deserve it. But I agree, he hasn't been the best player.
0: Yeah, you're you're just nitpicking me to nitpick me, man. Like, yes, like, yes. Like that <laughs> the, this year is not so bad. Like the ta- the talent level is not so low that 36 year old Chris Paul in his ninth best season should be the MVP. You want to yeah. go back and revisit 2008? You want to talk about some of these other seasons? Let's talk about some of these other seasons. He's having a great year. Mm -hmm. there were great this is the problem with like hyperbolic stupid takery you could write an amazing story on where the sons were how their fans pushed back and wanted to keep kelly fucking Ubre over chris paul because he was tsunami poppy or whatever the heck he was there to them whatever and they thought chris paul was done and chris paul came at 36 years old and threw them into contention, not just, Hey, like let's make the playoffs for the first time in forever. There are people right now betting on the Suns to win the title, Like they're in the contender bubble. Okay. That's yeah. an amazing story. Mm-hmm. And then somehow that got taken to like Chris Paul's actually the MVP averaging like 16 and nine and is at thirty six. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: Well, oh. I mean, that, that's when people get in the weeds. And by the way, I, I did catch that you always fucking throw out 2008. You don't talk about 05, 06, 07. You always throw 2008 out there. But anyway, um, <laughs> when, it, when, it, when, it, when it comes to that, uh, I I really do just chalk it up to they they simply don't want to acknowledge Jokic like and and look and this is coming from someone that was wrong about Jokic when he was younger. Remember when you remember when he when he and, and, and Nurkic were on the same team? I was like, yeah, go with Nurkic. Yeah, I was very clearly wrong, and I have no problem acknowledging that. Two, two three years ago, three four years ago, when we first started you know, uh, potting, I would hate on Jokic, but it was really just a bit because I just because honestly, the blog boys and nerds used to like used to pump him up so much, and it it. I, and actually, and this is something that I acknowledge that other people don't acknowledge, I just didn't like them and their cases for him, but Jokic is fantastic, he's an otherworldly you know, guy, that nonsense that Nick Wright was saying the other day about like how he'd be the worst MVP over the last 40 years, that's bullshit, that is incorrect, just because you don't like someone doesn't mean they're not great.
0: You know what? Nick Wright is my guy. Like, I really do like Nick. I think he does a really good job of actually researching things a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Like, he actually has stats. He's actually talked to people. Mm -hmm. I think he makes some pretty concise points. But, like, that had to have been storyboarded, man. Like, that whole Mm – like, that was a team decision from Fox around the table. Like, what's an angle we can take that's going to make some headlines? Like, he didn't – I don't believe he believed that. And, like, I'm almost – Like I'm almost close enough with him that I almost DM'd him to be like, this is one of those, like you're doing, you're putting in the work. I I feel you, you're putting in the work, but you don't believe that, believe that. And to that thought, it, it would make
1: sense if for instance, it were a, you know, Hey, look, this has to be said for him to be the one to say it because if the other guys say it, it comes across a different way, whether it's fair or foul, it does. So I can see that being the case. Yeah, because that's the thing. I don't think Nick Wright is dumb by any stretch. In fact, he's while not, I no. while I do not agree with many of his takes, they like you said, they're well thought out and what you know, like and well reasoned. That just wasn't.
0: No, and like man, current Jokic is a much better and much more valuable player than MVP Rose. We, can, yes. I mean, we can go down the yes. list. Like forty yeah. years of MVPs, he's not last. I promise you, he's not he, last. He, he's not. I don't, He's, I understand. He, he may be in the middle, but that's that's not saying anything disrespectful to him. But he might even be in anything. the bottom 15, but mm-hmm. like he's not dead last out of the 40, and that's just like it's yeah. heinous. It's hyperbole. It hy- was the same hyper- thing with, that's hyperbole. so like Sabonis got in the all-star game two years ago, and Nate Duncan's like Demonis Sabonis is the worst all-star ever to be in the all-star game. But like, did yeah. you go back and look through 70 all-star games and come no. to the conclusion? But, did you find like 6'3", white guy from the 50s who Put four points next to Bill Russell. No, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Give me a break with that. Um, I did see this tweet too from at true Abbott. Did Mm -hmm. you see this stat about Jokic? No, I didn't. Jokic has been on the wrong end of a bad call, a league leading 14 times this season, twice as many as the second most player. So, like, why I'm bringing that up in in regards to the MVP, like, this guy's probably going to win the MVP by a landslide. And he's been cheated 14 times in the later moments of a game. Like, imagine how many of those moments would be things that people remember, too. Like, I honestly don't know what the hesitancy is with Jokic. Like, it was was shaping up to be a good race between him and Embiid and LeBron, Mm -hmm. I think. And, like, Giannis, for whatever the reason, or not for whatever reason, they decided Giannis is not going to win MVP this year. We don't care that he's putting up the same numbers. We don't care that he looks like the same guy. We're not doing it with him because we want to see it in the playoffs, which is stupid because it's regular season award, but he was never. Mm -hmm. But like Embiid and LeBron dropped off and then Jokic lost Murray and they kept winning games. Like, you know, he wrapped it up nicely. He tied it with the bow, the narrative's there, the numbers there. I think it's this unanimous MVP idea where like people really, like there's a lot of weight attached to what Steph did. Mm -hmm. And like LeBron didn't get to have one and Shaq didn't get to have one. Jordan, people don't want Jokic to have a unanimous MVP, but like there's not another guy who has like a really honest to God, great case this year. Like when you consider everything, it's like there are players who have been as good for shorter periods of time Mm -hmm. or that have comparable records, but there's no one that like, if you're being honest with yourself has a case on par. And that's not to say he's the greatest MVP ever, It's just that the makeup of this year, it should be him.
1: And that's the thing right there, because when we talk about like, you know, Steph having a unanimous MVP, the conversation wasn't about him being the unanimous MVP of that year. People took it exactly as you just alluded to, like Jordan never got one, Shaq never got one, such and such never got one when when in reality all that is saying is he was the unanimous mvp of that particular season now i personally don't care if jokic ends up being unanimous but it would be nice it would be nice for him it would be a nice storyline for denver it would be it, it, it would be great for nuggets fans but ultimately as long as he gets the award and if they don't do something silly or try to you know, you know try to pull off some co-mvp nonsense or anything like that i'll be fine with it. like
0: like uh... I forget I forget his handle, but your guy who you have shouted at a few times in the pod, the Clippers dude, made the oh, tweet This like data. why why are we retroactively giving Chris Paul an MVP in 08? Like we retroactively gave Kobe an Mvp in 08 that he should have gotten 06. And like mm-hmm. I don't agree with that flow, but it does it does kind of have that vibe of like we should give a legend an MVP on the way out the door. Like, nah, it's it's okay, man. We don't uh, have like- to do that. Okay, I,
1: I honestly, with the Kobe thing, I'm not even going to go there. Okay, yeah, J, J Dub is a funny guy. He's also one that will always kind of throw little shots, uh, and, and, and they are intentional.
0: Um, I, they, I mean, we, we, we don't necessarily have to go there, but like the reason I keep bringing up 08 is not just to be a dick, it's mm-hmm. the only year Paul finished second.
1: Yes, yeah, I it, it
0: understand. It's the year that his best case was put forth. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to do it.
1: Yeah. Good. Yeah. Chris Paul's not going to be the MVP. He's not going to have an MVP on his career, but it would be awesome to see him finally get an opportunity to play in the finals. And this is coming from a Lakers fan that wants to see them destroyed in the first round. But if ultimately that does not take place and the Suns advance or the Suns, you know, like, you know, whatever, you know, wind up in the finals, I would be personally happy for Chris Paul.
0: Like, I'm a Mavs fan, but like, I have a fan passport. And really, like, I'm just going to follow my heart wherever I want to go. Mm-hmm. most nights like I, I think the Suns would be the best story this year like w- with h- how shaky that franchise has been the lack of success you know if Booker had a crazy playoffs like think 06 Wade like what that would do for his name if he had a huge finals like the Chris Paul redemption arc while well, he's still arguably the second best player on a title team um I, I could I, I don't know man I could, I could definitely see Phoenix being like a, a darling in that regard if you're talking storylines, either that or like even, you know, a case could be made for Milwaukee,
1: you know, finally pushing through, especially with how disrespected, yes. you, know, Gian, you know, Giannis, you know, generally still is, uh you know, how much we disregard, you know, what he's done in the post, you know, in the regular season, because we're all sitting here saying like, but what you got for me when it counts, you know, so yeah, yeah no,
0: I'm with you, cliche. I'm with, Yeah, I'm the Bucks no, should but- be good too. Like yeah. Giannis signing this, he, he, everyone wanted him to leave. Mm-hmm. Everyone was in his ear, but he took the Supermax. He was so unselfish. He said yes to 200 million dollars and no move. How how few players would take that mantle, have that courage to take all that extra money, not have to go through the stress of moving? Oh God, what hey, a legend! It, no, hey look, it's, it's being, a
1: better it's a better story than Bran had at the end of the Thrones.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm, be? I'm being facetious, but it, it, the Buck story would be good. Um yeah. Sorry Ty, if you are if you're listening, it was it was just a joke. The I'm not sorry for shit. Uh, <laughs> okay so 13 center all right it's go bear
1: like i'm not gonna be disrespectful um there's a lot of folks that will say hey you know he should you know he should actually be in the mvp conversation and while i'm not gonna you know take that ride with you i do think he you know, he deserves to be acknowledged as you know in, in all the nba you know capacity
0: yeah it's, it, it should be go bear um I, I was thinking about this like if there was a situation where like randall had ended up at the at the five if kd had played more games Mm -hmm. like utah legitimately could be the best record in the nba and not have a guy like gobert has to get on there i i don't even know if it's fair to include that in your thought process i don't know if you should really think about that or like if ad was healthy all year Mm -hmm. like but like it would be, unf- it would be unfortunate,
1: but AD we could
0: testify. Yeah. Like probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and when man, I say unfortunate, was... I
1: mean, unfortunate for Gobert and jazz fans.
0: Yeah. Like jazz fans are already sensitive. Like could you imagine they're the best record in the NBA and they didn't get one all NBA guy. Like Bro. they would be so cheesed. Yeah. It'd be over. <laughs> it would be over, but My- yeah, it should be Gobert. And then who do you have at the forwards? Oh, the
1: forwards, I got PG and, uh, and LeBron. I was, I, this is where I was going to, this is where you know it, it, it got a little bit interesting. Because Zion deserves, you know, some recognition for the season that he had, especially in season two, especially in, you know, when we were all saying like, okay, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Is he going to be on the court? You know, what's he going to look like? Is he going to improve? He improved. He was phenomenal this year. Like, absolutely spectacular. So, you know, I I at least want to mention him, even if I didn't put him on my list.
0: So, I I had Zion. I went back and back and forth on this. But I have um, Randall and Zion. Okay. And... Like I think Randall's case has been put forth like the turnaround of the Knicks has mm-hmm. been a legitimately really good player for them this year. He was a guy that Knicks fans were like, well, if we could get a pick for him, yeah. that would be awesome. At the start of the season. Now they're right. like, this is maybe the best Knicks season in the last two decades kind of conversation. So yeah. um, obvious reasons. And then Zion man has been stupid. Like I understand he's young. I understand the Pelicans are not even really playing, but like, Zion putting up 27 in year two Mm -hmm. shooting 61% from the floor on a team that has like the worst spacing in the league. They are, I mean, it's technically not the worst. They have the 26th ranked three point percentage in the league. Everyone knows Zion's a battering ram going straight to the rim. He's averaging 27, 61%. Like, it's like the reverse steph gravity effect like i think he deserves to be here man Like i think zion deserves to be here and you know kd and ad both missed so many games like in in, in a normal year everyone was healthy yeah. it, quote unquote it wouldn't have been this but like yeah the names that i'm gonna leave off i'm i'm okay with i think zion should be there right now i'm okay with i i look
1: i, I went back and forth on zion and truth be told uh, you know, you, you, you may have convinced me specifically for all of those reasons, but you know, I'm also okay with putting PG on there.
0: So who do you yeah. have at guards? No, let me get your guards first. Okay. So I, I snuck PG in as a guard. Ah, okay. Which I, yeah. he is eligible for both. He's eligible. I'm pretty sure. i got you. Yeah. So, but like, here's the thing, man, like George has been really good this year and mm-hmm. he's been playing the two, like they've yep. been, they've been starting him at the two. So why not? And, like, Paul George is a better basketball player to this point than both Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Beal. He's as good as those guys offensively. His splits, his his true shooting percentage, all of that is just as high, but he's career high in assists this year, and he plays defense at a way higher level than all those guys. Like, Paul George has to be on these teams. All the, all the playoff jokes aside, he needs to be so, here. So much like
1: you did in the beginning, I'm going to actually edit that. I want Zion in, I'm going to slide PG into the guard spot as well.
0: Okay. So, and then I had Butler, which like, okay. Jim, I know Jimmy missed a good amount of games too. Not as many as Harden, not as many as essentially my pick here was, was Kyrie Harden, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Jimmy has been the most valuable player for the heat this year by a lot. He's shooting almost fifty percent from the floor, despite that his jump shot is shaky as hell. He's averaging twenty-two seven seven leading the league in steals, and his on and off numbers in Miami are peak. So like I, I think he deserves it. If you if you're the listener right now, like how do the Nets not have anyone? I get yeah. it. It's, it's oh. crazy, but
1: I was just coming to that re- your realization because I have Kyrie and it was specifically because I was like the Nets have to have somebody on this list and it, and it was a, a similar back and forth and I re- and Kyrie, and honestly you know we don't you, you know speaking generally you don't have to love everything he does but Kyrie was you know Kyrie was good when he when he was healthy he played 52 games so
0: yeah you know. he was you know, so, yeah don't well, like and don't get me wrong like it's fair like this isn't one of those ones where I'm I'm going to like argue and say like you're wrong like yeah. it, it's fair it's just like Jimmy Butler is a lot more important to the heat than Kyrie Irving is to the Nets. Even if they've been similar talent levels and they play the same amount of games, the heat are a goddamn mess without Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And the Nets could still make the finals without Kyrie. That matters.
1: Those do that that's those statements are probably true. The second one in particular, it is possible. Um, Not going to make it without Harden though.
0: So to recap, I'll recap mine. Then you recap yours. So first team, I have Jokic, Giannis, Kawhi, Curry, Luka. Second team, I have Embiid, Tatum, LeBron, Dame, CP3. And third team, I have Gobert, Randall, Zion, Butler, George.
1: All right. First team, I had Steph, Luka, Kawhi, Giannis, and Jokic. Second team, I had Dame, CP3, Tatum, Randall, and Embiid. Third team, I had Kyrie, PG with the adjustment, uh, Zion with the adjustment, Gobert, oh,
0: excuse me, and, and Gobert, and Braun. So who's the guy you felt worst about leaving off? Because, like, neither of us has Russell Westbrook. Neither of us has Bradley Beal. Neither of us has um,
1: – Westbrook is the guy that I feel worse about leaving off. James Harden. Has, uh-huh. I I can answer that right now. Westbrook is a guy I feel worse about leaving off because this is the thing, and this is actually a point that Bomani and um, and Vincent Goodwill. I don't know if you listened to their their podcast today, but they you know like one of them made it. Westbrook, like we, we all overcorrected and went way too far in terms of burying him, specifically because we just didn't necessarily love where his game was going, but. To be that guy, to come out on a team that, you know, like, let's be real, had no, you know, had no real title chances in any way. Realistically, don't even, you know, I I can't even, you know, like, you'll see how they're possibly in this play-in situation, but they are. Uh, You know, to come out on a night-in, night-out basis and bring it in the way that he has. You don't, speaking generally, you don't have to love the triple-double thing, you know, but, you know, the reality is that is still impressive to be able to do that on a night-in and night-out basis. And, you honestly, and to bring it in the way that he brings it, he, it, it, it's, it is disrespectful to not have him on one of these teams, to me.
0: Yeah, I hate that word disrespectful. Like, it's not disrespectful. It's been like a year with a lot of talent. Crazy stuff has happened, and he started off looking like he was a, a dead man walking. But everything you, else you said, I agree with. You can like hate it, the
1: you can hate the word.
0: I feel as though it is it, like everything else you because said. Because he exactly was the- He like he has, and like people were have been really stupid about it. Like it's they went too far to be edgy, and it's like. Anyone like what was said the first time that Russell averaged the triple double was like, anybody could do it with that much usage. And like now Russ is averaging a triple double over the last five years and nobody else has done it once. That's crazy. Like he's averaging 26, 10, 10 over his last five seasons. Not a, not a, not a season, his last five and nobody else has done it for once. So like, it is pretty incredible. Like the wizards are playing good basketball the last two months Mm -hmm. He is the biggest reason for that. I do feel bad a little bit for Beal too. Like Beal led all East guards and all-star votes. He might win the scoring championship and he's not going to get a sniff. And like, honestly, like I I don't know how he could because like Mitchell and Booker who are on much better teams and are comparable players aren't going to get a sniff. So
1: who's a better player
0: between he and Russ right now? I think think that Beal is probably a better basketball player Mm-hmm. For, for a team trying to win a championship, I mm-hmm. think Russ has been more valuable to the Wizards.
1: Got it. So I I, I I agree with that. I wanted to argue, but no, I agree with that.
0: I think, like, I think Russ has played like legitimately good basketball. That game against Indiana the other night was probably mm-hmm. like the best individual game, I, maybe all year from anybody. Like just like the hustle at both ends, like the game saving block was awesome. But like the dude just does everything. He's got multiple games this year, like 20 plus assists. Like, on a team that, like, how many injuries have they had? Like, if they had Thomas Bryant all year, mm-hmm. might have been different, man. Like, they might not even be in the playing game situation. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad we're both giving Russ some flowers because, like, 100%, I have not always given Russ flowers.
1: Yeah, neither one of us were at the start of the year. Remember, I was saying, like, yeah, he's going to get traded, but I do not want him to be to my team. And, and let's be fair. We can have a nuanced conversation about that. We don't need to go on about it. But that was related to the contract and you know where he was at you know where i thought he was at that at the, at this point in his career he's yeah better than where he's played better than where i thought he was but i still don't want that contract
0: yes i agree and and like in fairness i don't think i understood how hampered he was by injuries to start the year like yeah. i didn't i didn't realize like okay it's not just russ being russ it's not just him aging it's like this guy's legitimately not right yeah and now we've seen him right for eight weeks and it's, it's been notable. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that'll do. I mean, we'll yeah. maybe we'll do another one on the weekend or something when we know the playoff standings. And uh, we'll okay. come back, maybe do some movie stuff with a guest as well. But uh, it was good to get back on here, man. Before we go, what have you been watching? Whew, a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I've been on the anime. Like It's funny, like two and a half years ago, I started watching anime to like vibe with the kids in my first class. And now mm-hmm. I'm like six anime in. So nice. I'm watching some Code Geass, which is pretty cool. Um, what do we, the fiancé and I actually just started Eastbound and Down again. No.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say for the first time. I was like, oh, no, I'm no. fighting for
0: you. She, La- Lama Blanca. Guess, she saw the first two seasons. <laughs> I, I, I've seen it all, but yeah. It it doesn't it does it doesn't age as well as some of the other sitcoms. There are some moments in where I'm like, this is bad, but I'm alone in my living room, so I am still going to laugh. Uh, <laughs> what, else? what else? I watched that Jupiter's Legacy one that Netflix just put out this week. Did you see any of that? I, I saw the preview and I was like, mm.
1: and I, I only watched the preview because you put it out on the timeline asking if it was worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I watched the eight episodes. Like, the idea is intriguing, Like essentially. Superheroes don't exist until the 30s, and uh, they have to like do this special vision quest type thing where they like sign a pact to use them with some sort of code. Mm. And the whole like premise is like in in the in the real day and current real world situations, supervillains don't care about the code, and like every time the superheroes put a supervillain away, the supervillain gets out and kills five of these heroes.
1: Mm, so it's okay. like
0: we should be able to kill two is kind of the mm-hmm. dilemma and the old the like the leader of the group who's now like the elder statesman is like no we gotta straight stay true to the code or we won't be real superheroes like we'll be just as bad as them mm-hmm. and i'm like <laughs> it's not that deep but i'm sitting there watching it and i'm like am i so far gone that i can't even see his side anymore <laughs> Cause I just like the one villain. He just like, he rips off the head of like the 17 the year old girl who's fighting with them. Oh, he, shit. He, okay. He like nukes another one. He just like plows through like three of their recruits. Their G league team is just decimated. And he's like, no, nope, put the handcuffs on him, man. Like I was like, kill this motherfucker. Like, this guy's gotta go, man. Like, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe think, I'm, I'm missing it now, but I think, I, I think, you know, where I would have been on that one. It's like no, no, no. Eye for an eye. Fuck that. Yeah, there's th- Sometimes, man, <laughs> if no prison can hold you, like I don't know what we're doing here. Like, hey, we got, got to get rid of you. We're <laughs> we out of get, options, brother. Get the Marcus yeah. out. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. I don't know. What about you, man? What are you watching? So,
1: because I was excited about House of Dragons, and we and we, we went back and forth about this a little bit on you know on Twitter with like people pretending like they're not oh, going to yeah. watch it, especially Thrones fans pretending like they're not going to watch it. I I I did I did Thrones again. But here's the deal. Oh really? Yeah. I, I stopped at season eight and I just didn't watch it because here's the real here's the reality. No, even if I tried to convince myself that I liked it, it would have just left a nasty you know like a, a sour taste in my mouth. I thoroughly enjoyed seasons one through six so much that I might do it again before House of Dragons comes on seven. I, you know I can take it or leave it. But it, I, I I enjoyed it again. You know the fucking show is so goddamn good and whatever. I'm not gonna rehash what could have been, but it was still a fantastic watch.
0: You know what the thing with Thrones is though like it honestly it did not end as terribly as people make it out to be like it was just that the fall was so far from where it was is like must watch live viewing with everyone to like yeah that's network television I yes. get that is a that is a roller coaster plummet but like if you read the books and if you were paying attention like any time that Daenerys had a choice to like take the high road or burn shit to the ground. She burnt shit to the ground. So people who were like surprised or wanted the happy ending, like George RR R. R. Martin said, like when he finished book three, that this will not be Lord of the Rings. It will not have a happy Kumbaya at the end where everybody's like, oh yeah, we have a new world order and it's great. Like it was never gonna be that. So I feel like a lot of the criticism is somewhat unwarranted. The thing that I get stuck on and like, I'll let you, fire back here but like the number one thing two things that bothered me from the final season one they're having the battle at winterfell there are people limbs are getting ripped off there's zombies there's giants there's all this shit happening then we get into the library and it's quiet yeah church church mouse quiet like why is it so quiet in the library like how did they soundproof this <laughs> library like Ari is like on the floor she's worried about like moving a pebble or whatever because someone might hear. doesn't make any sense secondly when the dragon comes around the cliff in like episode five or six and like the one like the ship is just waiting and he had this like ballista bolt and somehow it had like a, a heat signature on the dragon flew right into his fucking heart but then the next episode the other dragon is like there's two thousand ballistas all firing at him simultaneously knew exactly where he's coming from he's like flipping all over diving. that just bothered the hell with me man the Daenerys thing would not have bothered me
1: had they gone ahead and taken HBO up on at least doing three to four more episodes in order to make that story, you know, like to do it right. I don't, I didn't even have necessarily that much, you know, big of a problem with that. But they, honestly, they fucked that season up. Like they did. Like there were a lot of, if we dissected, honestly, we it might be fun to do that. To like actually go and you know see the you know, episode by episode of season eight and dissect it a little bit and have that conversation because there are a, there are many things beyond the Starbucks cup beyond that they they messed up you know, the, you know Jamie's character they had Cersei just sitting on the balcony you know literally the entire season all she did was drink wine this is one of the greatest villains of all time and 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 this is how this is how she's going out, out of all after all the crazy stuff that she did that's how she goes out and, and anyway. I'm okay with it. It's still one of the greatest shows of all time. And to be honest with you, had they nailed it, had they even done halfway decent, had they had a wire season five level indie, it still probably would have been the greatest show of all time. I love the so wire season I, five ending. But you, well, but you know, but you know what I'm saying. Like it, it wasn't as good as the others. In the, and and there are people that definitely say that you know it was a fall off. But if they if they had just had that type of level where it was like B instead of like A plus, hey, I'm good with you. I'm good with
0: you. Anyway, you the know, other. Oh, good. I was gonna say like how Game of Thrones should have ended. I don't think I've ever said this on any podcast. Okay, like the whole war starts because Rhaegar Targaryen wants um, the Stark girl instead of like the lady who should be his wife. I forget Leanna. where she's from. Liam she... Stark, yeah. Instead of what's that country to the south? I'm forgetting right now. Uh, is it was a Dorn. Yeah. Instead, of, instead of wanting the Dorn princess, he wants a Stark. So it starts with this like nefarious affair. Okay. Then Rob Stark has a chance to end this thing early, and his dick takes him in another direction. He makes a mistake. That costs him. It should have ended with like John Stark being promised to like the six year old heir of whatever, or like the 97, like where there was no way that this could ever be a healthy, healthy, happy marriage. But mm-hmm. John's just like, I have to do it for the realm. And yes. he corrects the fault of his brother and his dad. That's how it should have ended like he is so honored bound he did what his uncle couldn't he or like his aunt couldn't he did what his brother couldn't and he and he's like it's all about peace that would have been brand stark was the that was the the weird turn man
1: i had i was sick to my stomach man when i was watching that and Tyrion says who has the best story i was like what the fuck anyway i would yeah honestly we we should put up a poll See if the if the if the audience wants us to do that. I'm not joking with you. I think it could be very entertaining because I'll flip out the entire time.
0: W- wants us to do what? Uh, a, a
1: rewatch of season eight in particular. Oh, yeah. I
0: don't know. I... <laughs> All right, fine. But like, you but know. On, on on your point though, like every everyone's gonna watch the new Throne series. All these people are such fakers. The first time that like Twitter's like, oh shit. Oh shit! HBO, like episode three or four, like everyone will be in the next week, and that's right that's there so. with it. Right there with it. Uh,
1: one quick other one: Flack on Prime. Did you watch that show, or have you watched that show? Flack, no. It's in. It's a Anna Paquin um, engine. She basically plays a pr a, a pr cleaner. Uh, she helps stars through scandals and tricky situations. There's only one season in thus far, but it was good enough to, you know, definitely be looking forward to the second season. For
0: oh, you know what else I finished since last time we talked? Man, it has been two weeks because we, mm-hmm. we've we gone through like... leftovers. I finished the leftovers. Oh, I,
1: I I never watched the end, so I don't know what happens.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. I, won't, I won't spoil it for you. I'm going to watch, watch
1: it. it. I'm going to watch it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I won't spoil it for you. But, like, we should talk about it when you get there because I was not – I watched the first season I quit and then I came back however many years later to watch it all. And I appreciated Mm -hmm. the first season more. And I Mm -hmm. was let, you know, somewhat left, somewhat disappointed after two and three. So.
1: That's interesting because I like the reason why I'm specifically going back and watching beyond, you know, now we have something to talk about is because everybody tells me, Oh, how could you stop watching that? How could you have stopped watching that? It's so good. Greatest of all. All right, fine. It, it, I was intrigued, but I wasn't like in love, but I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a you know, or I know I'll watch it all the way through and at least
0: give an assessment. All right, man. We'll 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 talk that in the near future then. If you haven't yet, please like, rate, subscribe, review, smash those buttons. We've been on a hiatus. We appreciate you. And we'll catch you next time.